We want to shine the light on those who are, you know, very talented. Shine the light. Shine the light. Because now we are in the time where you need to build an education, sport education. We should be able to identify some of these talents and then we groom them. Well, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been enjoyable. This is amazing. I hope that it would inspire many people. That's what we try to do with the podcast. Hello and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast, and today, you got it. We have a special, special guest today, and I'm really excited about this one because I've got a real love for this now. I didn't beforehand, I really didn't. And we have Saeed, and we're going to talk esports today, Saeed. Welcome to the show. Tell people what you do and what, what your, your love is. So, my love is absolutely esports. I've been a fan of gaming since a very young age, and that's why I'm here today, to show as presidents of the Qatar University Esports Club what we've accomplished so far, and to see how much esports has grown in the past few years. Whoa. So this is all to do with the university? No, this is all to do about esports. University has played a small role in getting esports to where it is today, not only here in Qatar, but globally. When, when I mean the... the um when I mean the university, this is a club that you've that you're president of. How many how many members have you got in this club? We've grown it to about five hundred members now. So five hundred members yes. in how short space of time is that? That's been about one year. One, one year. year. There were a few members from beforehand, but uh, we've been actively growing the club in the past one year, doing continuous events, and we're trying to grow it as much as possible. So let's take you back. Let's take you on your journey. When did esports start fitting into your life? So I've been a gamer first, and this is something that has happened since a very young age. I used to play on my father's mobile, uh, a game called Bounce, maybe you remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> so from that point on, it's always been technology and gaming for me. I started gaming actively probably around the age of 14 when I was trying out different esports titles, gaming titles, and I realized that the industry has been growing slowly, but in the past few years now, maybe I would say 2018 onwards, is when gaming in general has seen an immense growth in viewership, in revenue growth, and so on. So for me, what that means is the track I've chosen, my passion is growing and I can see myself fitting into this industry eventually. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, okay, so I, I remember my kids, okay, I've got four kids and, and, and I suppose all th the three boys are, were, were always into this, this playing Call of Duty or, or some type of games, I don't know, some is with the keyboard, some is with a kind controller. of controller and, and it always worried me that, that as a parent, I wasn't, maybe I needed to do something to get them out of their bedrooms and doing something more, um, more productive, I thought. But there are so many benefits from your kids playing these games. I say games. There's so many benefits from this eSports that, that I just can't comprehend. It's because that traditional mindset of gaming just being a a leisure activity has now changed. It has modified to a point where you can consider it a viable career opportunity for your kids. So if 
someone is playing and that's his objective to get good enough that he can get he or she could get paid for it that's uh, that's really something for parents to consider and um, and what was it like for your parents i don't want to put them in the spotlight but what was it like for them were they saying to you come on get off your games you you need to do your studies that always is the case in parents in general my parents also but my parents were really supportive in the idea that it's been my pleasureful activity to continue and they've supported the idea that esports is a growing industry so i am given the opportunity to con- continue playing and i have molded it into my career now so i reach out to any esports industry relevant people and try to engage with them see what i can do as a future opportunity after my university you'll see where i'm going with this but let, let's i i, I want to probe a little bit more did they used to say come on come on out the bedroom you're spending too much time on this yes especially when i was in high school it would be that i have to focus on my studies as it's the case with parents you have to focus on your studies you're in school for a reason after all so when i would game too much i would hear this like come on stop, get off the playstation you need to study so yes that's what i that was a kind of parent i was and then i i just see, saw over a period of time that this was playing my son i've never seen somebody tap so quickly on a uh, on a keyboard his word per minute must be it, it must be in the well it, it's phenomenal he's so fast on the keyboard there must be so many skills that you can learn from just the basic stuff of this these gaming well for gamers the number one pride in something like this is what we what we call hand eye coordination that's the one advantage you will hear from gamers across the board so that's one advantage and second of all as you said word per minute these kind of skills that fast typing and i, I would emphasize more on hand eye coordination because it's how fast you react to something that's happening so i see it as something very important going forward ability to react to situations that's something one can learn from gaming and immersing yourself in an experience that's not possible in other forms of media that's something also that assists in getting leisure time for the kids for anyone who's growing up uh that's pretty much it that's how i see it i was always worried i was always worried that my kids weren't socializing but again that's a myth because you're socializing constantly online exactly you'll meet people from so many diverse backgrounds you'll see that you'll understand different kind of cultures you'll understand that it how a bunch of random people can get together to try and achieve a common objective that's what gaming is for kids these days that's what gaming is for adults who are still interested in esports and gaming but is it, it is is there friend, your friendships where's your friends well the friends are formed eventually when you continuously keep to play keeping playing with them when you try to in, you find out more about them you try to you, when you ask okay so i for example let's say you and me we we've got into a game and we're playing together hey let's do this like we need to do this activity to make sure this happens and eventually i would ask you hey where are you from how's how's life where you are what kind of culture do you have so that's how that friendship is it of course because of distances it will probably remain an online friendship but you will see cases online where people who have been relatively close they would meet online and they'd become good friends even in real life no i like this and and you must have friends all over the world i kind of do yes i know a friend of mine in belgium we usually talk uh, when we play a certain game i have a friend from friends from university also friends from across the globe in the united states so yes 
Yeah, it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it must be it must be really exciting. Um, and and again, the friendships that you pick up, you're you're all kind of meeting up and saying we've got to be somewhere at this time. And exactly, yeah, it could yeah. be either in game or you could say, hey, I'm going to come online at this time. I want to see you there. We've got to win some games today. Oh, that's that's just brilliant. Now, okay, so we've we've kind of because um, I I must admit there was a time that I I thought it wasn't that great. And then all of a sudden I, I saw where this was all going and then I, I couldn't believe how wrong I was about esports. And esports, is I've, I've seen the development of it, it's just huge. It's huge and it's not just in the competitive world. If we look at how it is an entertainment industry. So we have, of course, movies and then let's compare it with gaming. So movies, how I see it, is a one-way form of media. You're shown something on screen, you react to it on your own. But... When you have gaming, for example, you have immersive experiences. You get to choose what happens in the game. You get to choose a certain, if we're talking about single player games, you choose what happens to this character. You choose what happens to characters around that character. And I'll give you an example. One popular game is Portal. It's been a game on PC several years back. Now you would have this character and across the game on walls, sometimes you would see it was written, the cake is a lie. It was related to how the character is being tricked into thinking something else from the, from the villain of the game. So the cake is a lie. And it became a popular meme culture kind of thing. So there are many instances you will find like this. And, and it's kind of, I was, I was reading stats. I knew that we were going to have the podcast today. There's 540 million people viewing esports right those now. are only the ones that are accounted for maybe you would find people you know watching around where esports is just shown on stream so they, they reckon they reckon in the next two years there'd be another hundred million possibly even more possibly because uh, the viewership is divided into separate games it's important to understand that esports is not one game so if we take football football's one game cricket is one game hockey is one game but esports is Sports, there are several games under it, many, many competitive titles. So as these titles grow and newer titles are published, the more people start liking individual titles, the collective ownership, collective viewership grows. No. So it's, it could be exponential. I've got to ask you, I've got to ask you, which is your game? What, the, what is the game that you like best? Well, my favorite game overall has been, I could say two games, actually. From the period of 2017 to, I would say, still now. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. And You've got to tell us a bit about that. So Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege is a 5v5 competitive title. You're, to, I'll summarize it a little bit. Every time it's a round-based game and you're given a building. This building has five defenders and there, the other opposition team could be five attackers. The objective is maybe get a, get a hostage out or defuse a bomb, stuff like this. So military situations, it's very military based. Yeah. And another game that is uh, Apex Legends, I play a ton of this game and I still do. It's about 60 people dropping in an island and fight it out, you know, like the Hunger Games kind of vibes. And there's, there's 60 people from all over the world? Uh, it depends which area you're playing from. Okay. For here, the servers nearby are, this game is not very popular, so you wouldn't find people, but from playing from here you'd probably play in the european servers so you would find european people wow it could be italians the french anyone so so those are your two game 
the, yes, the two games. You're, you're not into FIFA, the, the football? Uh, I've seen FIFA grow a lot, but personally, I was initially interested in 2015. But later on, I started realizing that's not really my thing. My genre is more about competitive titles, strategizing and this shooter, yeah, first yeah. person shooter category. Is it, 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 obviously, it's down to skill. Yes. But, but what, what dictates your What is it that if you're top in this game, mm-hmm. what, do, what attributes do you have to have? Uh, the number one thing I would say, first of all, is to strategize. Realizing that these are my resources, these are my strengths. This is my weakness. This is that person's weakness. That character he's playing, I know that character is going to run out of this thing at this time. I can use that to my advantage. So that's how it would be in my, the games I play. Another thing in the games I play is reaction time. Something happened, I need to react the fastest possible to ensure that I'm the one who can capitalize on it and not the other guy. And, and okay, so I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing you getting excited about this, right? <laughs> but do you think this is going to have a, a, a benefit for you in your, your working life? When uh, I would keep it away from working life, probably. It's more about life in general. If uh, Let me stop you here, mm-hmm. okay? But you're going to have to, when you go into a working environment, you're going to have to strategize. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to kind of think about what the what you've got at your your fingertips, what you've got to do, what you've got to do, how you get the best out of one player. All these, it's surely it's going to have That's an effect. That's exactly why I said I'd keep it away from work life because it's not just work life. It could be in general your entire life, how entire you are at home, life, yeah. how you're at work, how you are with your friends, realizing that I need to work for the bigger picture the the win of the game i need to get the win rather than you know just win this fight in particular so you realize i'm strong here he is strong here this is my teammate i can, he's strong in this position this is what i can do this is how we can together achieve this objective and i think i suppose there's in my life um there's 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 we we always say about respect right mm-hmm. there's two ways to command respect the, sorry there's two ways to um receive respect res- yeah one is command it, that's early days, and the other one is to earn it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose with you playing in groups constantly, if you're good at this game, then people will, you'll earn respect from people. Massive and respect. you'll learn how to gain that respect. Exactly. You've got to be a leader. You've got to go out there. You've got to show them that you're as good at the game. And you've got to lead them into ways that you're going to make those decisions that they're going to follow. Exactly. I'd like to add on over here. First of all, completely agree with that. I've noticed that people who are good at the game, they will start automatically getting leadership qualities in them. And I can sort of vouch for this myself. Initially, I used to listen to what other teammates are saying, but especially in Apex Legends, one of my favorite games, as I said, once I started realizing that I'm good with this strategy, I can play this character, these weapons, I automatically notice that I'm the one commanding my team. Hey, guys, we need to do this. Let's go here. Let's fight this. Let's not fight this. It's better to fight it later. So this kind of structure comes and it inculcates within you. You'll start seeing it in daily life. Now, when, you, you, when you're with your friends, you notice that, hey, guys, let's go hang out here. Not there. Maybe I don't like this place. Maybe we can go hang out there instead. So this is something as you when we were talking about work life, you'll start seeing that it helps in your work life too. This, how I am talking to you in this podcast right now, yeah. it's probably because I've talked so much online with so many different kinds of people. I have now developed this 
this ability to freely speak, this public speaking kind of thing. So all, these are all advantages you would get from playing multiplayer titles. And and this here right now, what we're doing, what we're talking about, I want parents to understand that these are the attributes that your children are going to pick up. It's not just them playing in their rooms with with a, a kind of a gaming gamification type thing. It's kind of you're learning so many experiences is going to benefit them, benefit the children in years to come. And another thing I would like to add on to this is parents could eventually start supporting this as a career option. Now that the industry is growing rapidly, it's not necessary that you are perhaps the best at the game. There are other ways to earn revenue while you're in gaming. And a popular example is streaming. You don't have to be good. Maybe you can focus on comedy moments. This is something you can earn any revenue from. You could get sponsorships just because you're funny and people like you. No, come on, tell us a bit more about this, because so, this is the first time I've heard about this. So there is one example, as I said, uh, esports about competi- the competitive side of esports, which is gaming. You get wins, you get paid. How normal traditional tournaments for other sports work. Another side of this is streaming, content creation, how we have influencers in general on Instagram and other platforms. You have influencers in the gaming world. You're not the best at the game, but you have so many funny moments you have so many interesting clips and ideas that people listen to you people like to listen to what you have to say your opinion and it goes by the definition of what an influencer is so once you start having this companies would start sponsoring you your viewership grows people would like to subscribe to your content so another form of revenue that just keeps on coming Wow, I'm gonna. We're gonna do this. Po- I, I'm gonna do a podcast with you on. A, um, a, let's say every every other month, <laughs> where we can bring up these not these subjects, but bring up what's happening, what's trending within the esports, because it's phenomenal. I was uh, again. I was looking at one of the other things. One team has earned four. I think it's forty. I'm I'm looking at my notes a little bit, but forty million dollars um, they've earned as a team. Right, that's incredible. That's a huge amount and it is just going to keep on growing as more and more events are organized, as more and more traditional companies now enter the esports industry. We have perhaps I could say uh, there are a few examples of big companies, especially automakers, uh, Mercedes, BMW. These guys have either come into the industry and stayed or sometimes if they feel like it's not working out for them, they back out of the industry. So sponsors are coming, trying to figure out, hey, we could work with this team. Maybe this tournament, this event sponsorship looks nice. They stay or they leave. There's no barriers for anybody. All you've got to do is either try to kind of get good at it yourself. So if you have got a talent, get good at it, good at it yourself. And then the ne- next one is to find people that are going to get good at it too. And the world's your oyster, as they say. It's like there's nothing that can stop you. You've there's just no got to go out and keep, because, compete. Yeah, because more and more games are entering. We have every year there is the ceremony called the Game Awards. And the Game Awards is literally the Oscars of the gaming industry. And actually, someone used this terminology. One of the anchors on stage for the Game Awards once said, who cares about the Oscars? This is the real thing. Yeah. So it, it just it just keep on coming. How movies have different categories. Gaming has different categories. So uh, it's just... 
it's hard to, for me to even express this emotion to you. <laughs> I, I, I see the emotion and everybody else is going to see the emotion from you because it, it really is, it, it really is something. Um, but let's, let's go from, from here to, so you, all this is happening. Mm-hmm. Why did you then take up this with the university to build this club? What, what did you think? What did you get involved with this club for? Um, and what did you see that you could do with this club? So I remember this being the first week of my university, I think. And we were just introduced that there is a system on the university called... Uh, it's a place for clubs to get together. You could see different clubs that are already active on university. And I searched PlayStation and I didn't find anything. And then I searched, well, okay, maybe I can search gaming. There was nothing. Then I searched esports. Then the QU esports club showed up on the system. And then I started engaging with them. I volunteered for the event. But unfortunately, there were some instances why the club was shut down. I think there was some internal management thing. And I took that initiative to start it up again. Let's see what I can do here. Maybe we can get a team. Let's form a team. Let's see what I can happen. Shout out to my team. I couldn't have done it alone. Well, I might be the president, but every president needs a team. So we did it together. We formed a male leadership team, female leadership team, and together we were able to engage the students and raise awareness for this. People have been either unaware that they still have that traditional mindset, you know, where it's just it's just another activity. Oh, why should I really care? I like gaming. Okay, so be it. I'll just game at home. Why do I have to deal with that in university? So we started inviting guests for podcasts. We started holding social events. Come together and talk about your favorite games. Free snacks, how a traditional event kind of is held. We started doing all of these. Uh, We have a regular newsletter. Again, uh, my team handles it. We've done it really well. We include recent events that have happened around Qatar and globally. uh, History about consoles. We include this kind of content to show people that gaming has a richer history than you might actually think. Yeah. I remember that the thing with it is a gaming, the gaming on the computers. I remember, um, uh, oh, what was it? It was a, a Dragon 32. And when you okay. get to put the the, um, the cassette in and you'd get the <laughs> all that noise going on. Mm-hmm. And then you would be able to play the game with the console. Mm-hmm. I remember all of those things. But, and then you had the, um, what was it, Sonic in the early Sonic, days? Uh-huh. Uh, even going before then, it was Space Invaders, it was Pac-Man, it was... Tetris. Tetri- Tetris, oh my word. How <laughs> many hours have we wasted playing Tetris? Playing Tetris. But I think it was Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario was Mario. the games that mm-hmm. grasped everybody. Because really it did, because it's these kind of titles that laid the foundation. These are the early titles that showed that gaming is a good industry to operate in that's why more and more publishers came in to start developing games so these are what created the community then i would say that let there be another layer of foundation which was games such as counter-strike league of legends these have laid the competitive foundation yeah now more and more games keep coming in different categories so it's just it just keeps on growing it just keeps on growing but it's like i I keep on thinking do what you do what you love i keep on saying to people and we're in the startup ecosystem and and we're we're always talking about these things and and some of us are lucky to do what they love right so it looks like you're carving yourself out right now you started this 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 club back up now you've got 500 members What's the future for you? Well, for me, uh, right now, it's just been eSports Club, really, that I've been trying to make sure it 
grows as much as possible while I'm still studying here and pass on this vision of what esports should be to the coming leadership teams of our club. Once that is complete, uh, of course, I will be graduating very soon. So what I see myself is part of networking, trying to find out other companies that would be willing to have someone who is dedicated to the industry. I would love to learn more. I would love to gain experience here and do what you love. So if I get in this industry, it's like I would never work a day in my life, in, in my life entirely. I'm, not, I'm just thinking now that employers really need to know if that's, you know, when, when esports lover is on their CV to look at them and consider that because of the skills that you'll be asking them. I notice you're an esports um, player. Um, what games do you like? Because that could have an influence on whether you were going to get the job or not. Exactly. And esports would have jobs on their own. There are now gaming companies. So you'd have social media in charges, account executives, as a, no- a normal company would have. Now it's just there in the esports industry. So for me, uh, a big plus point is I sort of have relevant experience now because I've dealt with esports, its communities, its uh, preferences in the industry, the community, whatever you want to call it. So I'm a little bit aware. So I have a little bit previous experience already while I'm just going to graduate. So that's always been a plus point for me. I've noticed that hopefully, hopefully this would play a big role in for me, for me to in, enter an industry like this. What What has it been like? And I'm, I'm going back to your club because I'm, uh, there's so many things going over in my mind. And I, 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 I think that it's tremendous you've got to those numbers. What was it like when you saw the numbers growing and you saw the types of things you were, were, you were bringing to that club and, and what they were taking it all in? Our biggest success, I would say, is that when we've held events, we've constantly re- received community support. So seeing that, hey, you're doing a great job, we can't wait to see more esports events, we can't wait to see what more you have for us. So that was probably the best part. And seeing that happen again and again, and in growing numbers, that's the best experience. It's like what you're doing, the objective has been achieved, or it's being achieved as we speak. So you said that you're, you're, um, when do you graduate now? When do you, do you hand over the baton to somebody else? Actually, very soon. We're waiting for an event, maybe in February, and we'll use that as a sort of training for the new team, that this is how we do things, and we want you to continue doing that as we move forward. I expect to graduate, inshallah, in May. So before that, I definitely want to make sure that whatever we've worked on does not go to waste, and rather it continues to achieve the vision. You've laid the foundations to get to this size. Um, what if, with that whole thing, what are you going to take away from that experience that you've gained and how are you going to implement it? So my experience has been, I've learned how to actually lead a team. That's, to summarize it in general, that's a one, one sentence of me saying it. How, what leadership style to adopt, how to make sure your team's working with you. And I was blessed to have a very good team. And other team members inspiring me on how, what should I do? What can I do personally on a personal level on understanding how leadership is really done and how to engage the community? I can go on and on for this, really. Just understanding what, how people react to the stuff you love, how, to st- how people react to the stuff they love, esports in general, understanding community preferences, much, much more. Oh dear me, 
your journey has been a good one, right? I've really enjoyed my journey and I feel really blessed that I've made it this far. Did you think you, once your dad was giving you the phone to play bounce, that this was ever going to be part of your life this size? Never, never. First of all, when I was playing bounce, I was probably maybe 10, maybe younger. But uh, I've come a long way and I'm really blessed I have. And, and, And what are you studying at university? So I'm studying in the College of Business and Economics. Uh, it's a degree called Bachelor's of Business Administration. Uh, my major is Management Information Systems. So again, I'm close to technology, not too far away from it. And my minor is Management. So leadership plus technology. That's where I am. Your family must be um, really proud of you. I am very happy that they feel that way. And they are. Yeah, I bet they are. I would I would be proud of you. You've done so... You've Thank done you. A it lot. really means a lot. Yeah, like you've all done the a effort. Lot coming into a point where people are starting to appreciate it and they are happy with the work, that's really my objective, to make sure that what I'm doing is more for me. It's not to get appreciation, but it's always nice that that appreciation is there. Look, we all got to do... The the thing with me is... The the biggest thing with me is I love people that are making a difference. And we'll we'll tell people, this is a Friday. We're on our day off right now. (laughs) And we've done this podcast at 7 p.m. So this is, we want to make a difference. And we make a difference by interviewing people like yourself that can show and tell what story they've got. And yours has been a, a classic for me, to be quite honest with you. And I, I, I kind of, um, I, I want to know, I, I do want to know what you plan after all of this. What do you kind of, what, what are you thinking to yourself that you're going to take all those, those skills and what you're going to implement it into? What, what kind of perfect job is it going to be? Well, uh, considering my degree, I would like to link studies and this passion. Uh, I, sorry, I meant my career to this passion. So if I get a job that involves management of maybe an esports team, maybe a gaming community, maybe maybe social media management for a gaming company, you know, showing people that the community is liking this. We should continue focusing on this area, this kind of product, and and so on. So I'd be linking all of my business knowledge that I've acquired in my studies and applying it to my passion, which is gaming. So that's, that's how I would see as the ideal job, the ideal work position in the coming few years. And it must be, it, with all these dreams and aspirations, it must be fantastic with your parents' backing. Yes, my parents are very supportive of this. So that's been a blessing again. And one thing I would like to add is the skills you learn, they're not really going to waste anywhere. You're going to need them eventually. You're going to need them in, in an area that you, probably you've never thought of. One thing I've learned from gaming is the experiences I'm shown on the screen. It sort of motivates me. For example, I've learned that I could deep voice a lot of things. The character dialogues on screen, I could show you one right now. Give me a second. Suffer like I have. It's one of my recent <laughs> favorite dialogues, and I love saying this. Oh, do it again. <laughs> I could try another one. Um, one slice dim the stone and it all spills out. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love all this stuff and I love your energy and I love your spirit and I love that composure you've got. I love that coolness. I love everything, everything about you. I've, I've just thoroughly enjoyed. 
And I, you know, when, when you get interviews, you, you don't know how they're going to go. You don't know the journey that, that you're going to be taken on. And your journey is pretty special. And I think you're going to be somebody pretty special to be quite honest I with you. I hope so. It's been a pleasure to be here. Having an interview with someone like yourself who is already experienced is in the business industry. It's something of uh, enriching experience, I would say. I've had tons of pleasures in not only my journey, but understanding from other people's journey in the gaming industry. So very happy to be here. You're going to do some brilliant things because the gaming industry, the, the esports is just booming here in Qatar. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And then we look at Saudi Arabia. And then that's just going to... The Middle East is going to be a, a kind of... It's going to be very much centralized. You'll be taking on the likes of USA and you'll be taking on the likes of, of China. It's going to be a huge one. I, I can see it just I growing. really hope so. Because yeah. be, seeing my passion grow in other people is something fantastic. Qatar is also aiming to be an esports capital in the region. Just as how Saudi Arabia is funding their esports scene, trying to make not only people play games, but also develop them, esports publishing titles. So it's, it's fantastic. And over here, I've seen uh, perhaps one of the biggest examples of an esports event held is the FIFA Champions Cup by Uredu Nation last May. Huge success, people, influencers, everyone coming in, huge audience, people watching the probably the community's favorite game, FIFA. So, I I must admit I I listened to that game and and if you said to me that you were going to watch the whole um you're going to watch it all the way through and well not watch it listen to it and watch it as well I was thoroughly riveted with it because of the commentary of the and and you forgot you were actually watching just two people playing twiddling sticks as some people say <laughs> Exactly that. I I got I got immer submerged in it. I I I was just lost in it because it was just commentary and the, the and things that was going on. It was it was brilliant. I really. It, it's exactly how a real life football match would be played. Yeah, and you wouldn't even know that it's people twiddling sticks. And I <laughs> thought that would have been the most craziest thing. I know in the early days when we we interviewed uh, Ahmed going back all those years ago. I thought that the esports was just the biggest disruptor for sports in general. I thought it was just the real, it was going to take over and it will probably take over. But In but terms of evaluation, yes, uh, I've seen reports. Now, this may be, maybe it's not true, maybe it's a speculation, but some would say it's valued more than Hollywood and the music industry combined already. Yeah. It's already, in terms of business valuation, the industry is much more worth, it's much more... Uh, it's valued higher than that already. But I think it, I, I always thought it was going to be the biggest disruptor, but I think it goes um, hand in glove. I think they, they both mm -hmm. go very much nicely together. And it's it's nice when I, I, sit in front of, I, I sit in front of people and they believe when they're playing this FIFA, they believe they're there. They're, they believe that they're, they're winning, which they are. And I'm not trying to de demise it, but, but you can see the excitement on their faces. The, the, the kind of when they've won the competition, oh, the, the excitement is wonderful. Yes, and I would like to add on to that. Now we've Qatar just finished the FIFA World Cup and massive success, huge number of people. People say it's the best World Cup ever held. So... If you compare that to an, a normal FIFA E-Nations e Cup or the E-World Cup, I think it's called. So the only difference now is really to increase the, the viewership. The FIFA World Cup, football, people came in, the stadiums were packed. Now we need to pack the stadiums of 
esports. Yeah. And not just for FIFA, but across the board, there are different kinds of competitive titles. It could even be social events. You'll see comic cons and stuff like this. Social events where people come together and talk about the games they love. Yeah, I can I can see it all happening. And it's been a fam- fabulous podcast today i've yes, really I've had a great experience it's been a pleasure to talk to you oh dear i really i i hope you've enjoyed it i know that when you first come come today i could see that you were quite nervous i know you've done these things before but i, I could see you're quite nervous but you're 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 a gentleman honestly and it's been a pleasure to be here and yeah initially you know you never know how you're going to start off a podcast it could be anything so you want to make sure that first of all we get comfortable so I really felt that here today and it's been a pleasure talking to it's you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It really has. And, and it's been a joy. Honestly, it really has been a joy. And I'm, I'm looking forward to you keeping in touch and telling me your successes because you're, you're a bright young future. You've got a bright future in front of you and you're a, a great young man. Good on you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here and I definitely look forward to staying in touch with you and the entire journey. Let's do something. Let's keep on doing something. Uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, we could get even more people on board, let's see how the esports is continuously I'm going to talk to you great. after the podcast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody, thank you for listening today. That was just unbelievable for me because I hope it gave you a little bit more of an insight into esports. Esports is one of those things that's just going to keep on growing and it's going to keep on growing and I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm not afraid of my ki- kids being in the bedroom playing on their games anymore because actually it's given them more benefits than I really really thought about and I took I, I, I never took took them all into into the equation okay they're learning so much more it's going to help them in, in later life maybe they might not be a gamer but these skills that they picked up they might learn leadership they might learn how to deal with different situations different solutions hey listen Give them the support, okay? When you give your kids the support, you never know what's going to happen. You give them that that kind of freedom, they might go and do something pretty special. Anyway, until next week, thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.